0: Welcome back. This is day two. We're talking about the 12-Step Realtor Survival Guide. Thank you for all the great feedback on yesterday's podcast. And thanks to all of you who did join Premier Coaching yesterday. And if you've not yet joined Premier Coaching, what the heck are you waiting for? There is absolutely no reason for you not to join Premier Coaching urgently, Especially because you can join right now and get 30 days for a premier coaching, which does include a DISC personality test, which does in- uh, include a lot of the things we talk about in this podcast, scripts and plans and, and all the rest of it. But it, what it also includes for free for the first 30 days is a daily semi-private coaching call with a real live human. You and the coach, Harris Certified Coach, daily semi-private coaching call. You also get access to our community page. It's a private Facebook group, everything. And you can join Premier Coaching right now for absolutely nothing, no strings attached. Just text the word Premier and you spell Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R. Text the word Premier to 47372. And when you do, you can join Premier Coaching. Again, no strings attached. Absolutely no reason for every single one of you to even think twice about doing this. Do this urgently. Join Premier Coaching now. You love what you get on this podcast. You will not believe what you get inside Premier Coaching. Mm-hmm. This podcast, at the be- at, you know we do our best. You guys love it. Um, it, you give us great reviews. We love all the feedback. It's really incredibly motivating for Julie and I to, to know that we're having a positive influence on your lives. But if you like what you get in this podcast, you will not believe what you get in Premier Coaching. And you can join Premier Coaching for thirty days for free. So go ahead and text the word Premier, the word Premier to four seven three seven two. And remember, message and data rates may apply. So go ahead and text the word Premier to 47372. Do that now. You can do that while you're listening to today's podcast. All right, Julie, let's uh, jump right back in. And if you did not listen to yesterday's podcast, please go back and listen to that. Julie and I did a lot of preparation for the points and uh, where we're hoping that many of you lead your mindset and then your skill set in in essentially anticipation of this fast changing market. And I want to start out by um, repeating something that Julie and I talked about yesterday. And here it is last time there was a market shift it was back in 06 everyone says 07 but it really did start in 06 really started in 05 in some markets but we were noticing it as coaches in 06 and then it really became obvious in 07 the real estate market did not hit bottom and then start to pivot back towards being a more normal market, let alone a seller's market until 2012. So what does that tell you? Real estate market shifts happen slow, but they take even longer to make any sort of meaningful pivot back away from whatever um, direction they're, they're headed in. And, but that was then. What we're seeing now is the market shift faster than it did then. You, Everyone talks about the great housing crash of 2007 through 2000 and whatever they decide the end date to be. We just told you it was 2012. We, you know, all these people are talking about everything that happened and there was all these, you know, housing foreclosures and all these tsunami of REOs and short sales and all the rest of this and all those things were true. We we're right there with you guys. We we're coaching agents in that marketplace, but even to get to those types of depths in the marketplace, it took a long damn time years really years it did and then for it to turn around and once it did obviously it turned around in a meaningful way but now what we're seeing is we're seeing things happen in weeks not not even months let alone years now i want to be very clear incredibly clear there is no housing bubble there is no housing crash on the horizon none virtually none of the things that were true back in 06 and 07 are true now. And if you don't believe us, do your own homework, but start out by listening to the podcast we did called 15, I think it was 15 reasons why there is no no housing crash. Go and listen to that podcast, obviously available everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. Listen to our points. And then if you don't agree, put in comments why you don't agree. But in the meantime, do not worry that there's going to be any kind of housing crash, but there will be a crash for many agents who do not adapt and have the new skills that this market requires well
1: that's right they may have their own personal crash right but you know throw no fault of our own hopefully right because we're trying to educate you motivate you and get you into action
0: we can't help or we can't prevent obviously um any kind of correction or change or shift in the housing market but what we can have a positive influence on if you allow us to is to prevent you from having your own as julie just said personal economic and emotional crash What is incredibly motivating for Julie and I right now is having done this before in another massively shifting market is helping you to avoid all of the unnecessary hardship that comes from that type of thing. It's not just your transactions, guys. There is huge amounts of emotional turmoil that happens anytime there's a big shift like this because many people do not, they're totally and completely unfamiliar. They don't know how to pivot, basically. They don't know what to do. Every place they turn, everyone no one's really telling them what to do. Their personal economy is getting worse. Their mindset is getting worse. Their health is, you know, then all these other things that follow it. We're here to hopefully be the beacon in all that fog and give you guys a direction to follow so that you will not just survive, but you'll thrive because of this market.
1: That's right. And putting your own oxygen mask on first means that you then will be able to counsel your prospects and clients when you come across situations you haven't maybe heard before. Maybe somebody finds out they're, they're going to walk away with a little bit less money and you haven't heard that yet. i it's funny, on coaching calls, I'm hearing these inklings of different things like, you know, dealing with more appraisal issues or, oh, my gosh, the seller says they're only getting three offers. How do I handle that? Well, how about you this? Know, it's we a did, sliding scale, though, when, right?
0: When we did the podcast on working with buyers, the series of podcasts on working with buyers and the different types of financing, mm-hmm. were you not shocked how many, how much of the feedback that we got back were from loan officers? people That's true. that had no flipping clue about mm-hmm. anything we were talking about. That's right. And credit to them for listening and mm-hmm. credit to them for admitting they didn't know what yep. we were talking about and then wanting to basically meet the market. where it. it but mm-hmm. again, why are we, our primary audiences, you know, real estate professionals, mortgage folks fall into that bucket, but primarily real estate agents. But how many real estate agents are out there right now are dealing with loan officers that do not know how to get deals done in this marketplace?
1: Exactly. I would
0: guess pretty much A all lot. of them.
1: Exactly. Right. And
0: so now loan officers are going to have to adapt. The industry is going to have to adapt. Guys, this is the great clean out of the essentially the fakey do agent at the end of the day. Agreed. The, all the and again, we talked about this yesterday, um, you know, with in great detail. So go back and listen to the first podcast, and we're gonna jump right now to point number five. Point
1: number five is stop wasting your time on what we lovingly call the three B's of BS in real estate. Building your brand, buying buyer leads, and building a team. None of those three B's actually lead to profitability. And in fact, they do the opposite, wasting both your time and your money. Your product is profit. So stop running a nonprofit immediately and put your own face mask back on. Breathe in, breathe out. We had a call, uh, I think a week or a week and a half ago from an agent who was used to doing 60 to 80 deals a year. She had a team of buyer's agents. The showings had dropped off. The buyer interest had dropped off. Their pendings had dropped off. So it's time to put her oxygen mask on first.
0: We got to, um, yeah, we're getting droves of messages like that. Yeah. Just like we did back in oh seven oh eight. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the typical scenario. Now, this is you please listen to what we're telling you do not wait too long to make a change do not wait to see if things start to return do not wait to see if all of a sudden the market starts to pivot back do not wait to see if things somehow reinflate themselves they're not going to and what's going to happen is you are going to wait to see to the point where essentially you're broke and some of you are going to be broke to the point where you're going to have to sell whatever assets and wealth that you created for yourself we saw this happen so many times during the last crash. And we didn't, we, so we don't feel, we felt like we didn't get to those people quick enough. And the analogy that Julie and I've worked up in our minds over time was essentially we're in this boat. Right? We're in this boat and there's people in the water. And there's three types of people in the water. There's the people that are already in the boat and we're grabbing hold and we're pulling them up in the boat. There's people that are sort of swimming in circles and there's the people that are swimming away from us. And what Julie and I are doing is we're focusing obviously on the people that are wanting to get up in the boat and they're going to be with us in that boat and they're going to be part of essentially the new market that's going to become. Then there's people that are swimming in circles. And what we're trying to do, that's a lot of times what we're doing on this podcast, is we're starting, to, we're doing our best to get you to pay attention that you need to stop swimming in circles and you just swim towards the boat so that once you're on the boat then you can essentially you know go to what's next in your life in a positive way and then there's the people that are swimming away from us now here's the thing that's fascinating and i know this for a fact 90 percent of you are not going to listen you're going to stay swimming in circles until you exhaust and you sink or you're going to swim away from us because you're not willing to pivot you're not willing to change please do not do that because here's the thing you align with julie and i you become one of our premier coaching members it does not cost you anything for the first 30 days join discover it's for you then you'll obviously love it and you'll realize that this is what you've been looking for intuitively you know what i'm saying is true so text the word premier to 47372 message and data rates may apply but what happens if we follow our other advice and you end up cutting some of these expenses? You end up, you know, saying, "You know what? Maybe this branding stuff is a fallacy. Maybe if I can't really tie results to effort, I shouldn't be doing it. Maybe I actually start listening to what Tim and Julie say and I really drill down and I prepare for the worst while hoping for the best." What's the downside of that? Where do you what's the expense of you doing that? So teams, brokerages, listen to what I'm saying because the reality of it is if you wait too long, Your situation is going, you're going to start essentially your burn rate, your monthly burn rate is going to start consuming all the things in your life. And then eventually after it consumes your money, it's going to consume things like your health your happiness, your marital. All these things happen. This is what happens in a market like this for people that keep swimming in circles or people people that swim away. Look, we are not the only ones with boat in the water trying to save agents. There's others of us, but you've got to know that if there's not a direct correlation between your effort and your results, the effort is you help just doing what Julie and I just said. You're going to be in the marketplace like this too. You've got your own boat. You're going to have people that are wanting to, you know, be helped. You're going to help those people. People that are swimming in circles, not knowing what to do in a market like this. Buyers and sellers, you're going to help them if they pay attention. Then people are swimming in the way. Let the people who are swimming away, swim away. you got to help the people that are ready to be helped. That is what this market is all about. In order for people, in order for you to have a boat, in order for people to want to get on your boat, you're going to have to know what to do to actually save them. You're going to have to know what to do to actually save yourself and make this market where you can actually thrive. Not just financially, well, especially financially, but you're going to build such an incredibly powerful uh, mindset and your essentially emotional resilience will be something of a true leader. That's when a market like this, that's frankly what an economy, that's what this time in our history, this is the highest and best use of your time is being of service to other people, and this is how you do it. Hopefully that resonates with all of you.
1: Yeah, so get away from wasting your time on the three B's of BS in real estate. Point number six, many of your buyers are becoming less and less qualified the longer you take to get them into contract. Unless they are all cash, your buyers are having to spend more in not just one or two areas, But three areas of expenditure, the longer you're taking to solve their problem of finding a house. Those three areas are they're gonna pay a higher price, purchase price, they're going to have to come up with a larger down payment and a larger. Uh, I'm sorry down payment and a larger actual payment this means that some will become unqualified
0: and also Jules don't forget Fannie Mae has regulations that the lenders have to follow to do loans Mm -hmm. what these lenders are doing and again advanced loan information especially for you loan officers who don't know what the heck we're talking about the overlays that are coming from the actual lenders beyond what Fannie Mae says someone has to have to qualify like you guys are gonna Google it or consumers gonna Google qualifications become a mortgage you're gonna Mm -hmm. spit out some you know thing from Fannie Mae you have a credit score of this and income debt to ratio of this, da, 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 da Well, little do you know when you call Mr. Lender, let's call it Bank of, uh, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, or whomever, that they have an additional stack of requirements on top of whatever Fannie Mae is, uh, you know, that's the government controls mortgages, but the banks determine who gets the mortgages. And that's getting
1: tighter and tighter. They're totally. adding more and more overlays. And I, you and I listened to an interesting podcast this morning that I hadn't actually thought of the effect of a higher price of everything, your down payment, of, certainly your actual payment Uh, And the fact that most lenders and Fannie Mae have not adjusted for the ratios, that was very interesting because, you know, if, if it's going to be a higher price, the ratio is going to have to go up too. And if they haven't, then just the ratio alone is going to take some borrowers out of the market until that changes, if it's going to change.
0: Well, in Fannie Mae, so. when prices went up over the last 12 months by 25%, yeah. and let's say over the next 12 months, they go up by another 6 to 8%. Mm-hmm. Oh, boo hiss. Oh, no. Come on, guys. Trust me. That's still fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Fannie Mae, so let's say over between the last, let's say, 24 months, mm-hmm. the average home's gone up by 30%. Right. Fannie Mae's has not increased their loan limit by 30%.
1: No, nor has people's income gone up by 30%. Nope.
0: And matter of fact, not only has their incomes not gone up by 30%, but their cost of living has gone up by 30%. which means you're gonna have a hell of a lot more unqualified buyers out there. Yes, and
1: meanwhile, meanwhile, we'll do more on lending, I'm sure in future podcasts, but meanwhile, due to the edge of recession and inflation, people are putting some of their expenditure where? On their credit cards. What does that do? It makes their credit score go down while all the rest of this is happening. So the point is, not everybody you're working with that you're calling a buyer is even still qualified. You've got to know who's who and get their lender's letters updated to meet today's higher interest rate environment and higher lender overlay requirements meanwhile the house they wanted now costs 10 to 20 percent more some will drop out of the market this has already been happening over the past 30 days there is a significant payments difference between the 2.7 percent that we started the year with and last week's average of 5.1 they're going to raise it again by uh, half. a half point uh, in june and they've also said Right now they're thinking they're going to do two or three more quarter point increases before the end of the year. So know who's who on your buyer list because things are changing on a daily basis. And
0: remember we did do a, very a week's worth of podcast on that very topic yep. working with buyers make sure you listen to that the feedback on that was really fantastic definitely go back and listen to that and look yep. 99% of you have only been in the business not been in the business but maybe how many of you have actually been in the business for 5 years let alone 10 you guys get the point all the rules are changing you need to update your skill set
1: and one of the ways that we knew when this was happening Two or three weeks ago, this is an advantage of being involved with our coaching business. Is that our coaches and you know I have clients, you've got clients as well. We all heard almost literally on the same day that showing activity had slowed. Yep. Right. And especially if you are a listener who is not yourself a powerful listing agent carrying inventory all the time, where you would see this. Be friends with listing agents because they will tell you the number, the frequency of showings are dropping off, not just on a daily showing basis, but also their weekend showings and their open house attendance. Yep. What does that tell you? It means that buyers are dropping out.
0: Well, so buyers are any that's the problem ultimately, guys. Remember, again, we talk about this all the time. I have to always remind myself that a lot of you are discovering us for the first time because of this changing market. Uh, The fact is, there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. There's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy because they can always rent. They can always stay put. And we're going to be in this great, it's going to last maybe years, guys, where that's what's going to happen. A lot of buyers are going to essentially not be able to buy because they're not going to qualify, but you're also going to see a lot of potential buyers that have homes to sell, but they're going to decide not to sell. They're going to decide to stay put because their mortgage interest rate is 3% and now the new rate is 6% they're going to stay put they're going to do rehabs they're just going to and this has happened generally generationally this it's not unusual like Julie well both of us frankly we grew up in the same our the first house that our parents bought actually Julie's parents had a little starter home before the one that she grew up in but this cycle of people buying and selling and buying and selling a lot of this was interest rate depending so you know, it interest rate dependent, and a lot of that's gonna start slowing down. But overall, guys, be under just to be very clear, you're still in the greatest business ever because everyone always has to transact. The greed-based transactions are probably in many markets going to come to an end. People are not going to be buying a house because they're feeling like they're winning the lottery ticket, even though historically over time they absolutely are. Uh, You know, buying a house is the greatest way to uh, build long-term wealth. uh, Really, that's it. Bottom line, if you want to know the difference between people that have wealth and don't have wealth, the number one thing is do they own a home? And over time, owning a home has proven to be the greatest wealth creator that anyone can uh, have access to. And by the way, not only is it an appreciating asset, but you also get to live in it. Uh, And this whole cycle of essentially people buying for the sake of investing, and I know that's very trendy, and a lot of you have only been in business for that period of time, you're going to have to adjust your mindset. And remember that very, very, very few normal buyers are buying for the sake of making money. They're buying for the sake of having a place to live.
1: Exactly. Point number seven on your survival plan for this shifting market. You are not allowed to complain about past clients, friends or family if you are not speaking with them regularly. Not if about... they list with somebody else. Yes.
0: Exactly. You forgot that part. I know, if you're I not know that. that's okay. But so if someone, if your best friend from high school, the person you sit next to in the pew at church or your mama lists with somebody <laughs> else, it's not it's not them doing something to you, it's you having done something to yourself.
1: Or if they go for sale by owner, oh no, how could they dare to do so? Well, if we were to call random people from what you would call your database and ask them who they would list with if they had to sell their home today, would they for sure say your name? If not, what is your system for ensuring that they repeat and refer business to you? Another thing we cover in coaching. You guys love to get mad when you drive by somebody else's sign in their yard.
0: Well, I remember the first time that happened to us. I was That's super how pissed. I know. Like, I'm still, I'm still carrying that, that uh, scar.
1: We could probably name the address.
0: Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's horrible.
1: I know. Don't let it happen to you. That's why you have coaches, so you don't have to suffer the way some of us did. Okay, point number eight. FOMO, F-O-M-O, or fear of missing out, is still strong, but it's weakening as rates continue to climb, as it gets harder to get a loan and inflation going up. Are you practicing furiously fast lead follow-up and using buyer and seller prequalification scripts? to sift and sort who's serious and who isn't. Now more than ever, it's critical for you to discover who is a have to sell seller versus just a want to sell seller. And remember, as we just said, there are no have to buy buyers, they don't exist. Many great sellers appear in your lead follow-up as buyer calls. Again, we did a whole podcast last week about that. Are you using a buyer lead conversion script that reveals if they are also a motivated seller? Remember, the sellers who are going to sell going forward are the most serious sellers. You know, the ones that you've always wanted to have in your listing inventory who will listen to what you have to say because they have to sell.
0: So Julie, I received a number of inquiries from people who are fearful of cutting expenses uh, too much, or they're fearful of making a change. And mm-hmm. and it's difficult when you don't have a long-term coaching relationship to explain to them why they're actually uh, resisting the obvious change that they need to make. But for the sake of this podcast, we're going to tell you what the end result would be. So if you're stuck in a situation right now where you're intellectually confident that the expenditure that you're putting out is not leading you to the desired result, and you're still unwilling to change The reason is, is because of your ego. It's not any real rational reason. It's because emotionally you're fearful of how other people perceive you if all of a sudden you stop doing the branding and the marketing. If all of a sudden you stop, you know, how much of, how many of you are emotionally attached to the idea that you have to have a big team or a bunch of, you know, staff, or you have to have this big brand, or you want to become an influencer, even though there's no direct correlation between the effort and the money spent and the results that you are getting. And many of you don't know what I'm saying is true. And so what you're going to discover is in a market like this, you're going to continue to spend money on stuff like this. Some of you, hopefully not all of you, you're going to continue to spend money on that stuff that there's no direct relation between effort and results. What do I mean by that? You make a phone call to a center of influence and past client. You use one of our script. It's not as really, frankly, it's not very salesy. It results in you getting a lead. Effort, results. You guys get it? Effort, results. You call that lead, you get the listing. Effort, results. And now you're gonna help somebody and you're gonna get paid. Versus what many of you do, which is more passive in your approach. And let's just put it all encapsulated into the concept of being an influencer, right? In building your brand and being an influencer. All these sort of trendy things that came about. That is a trend a trend is like bell bottoms right (laughs) they come and they go and eventually maybe they come back in a different form and bell bottoms are trying to make a comeback but fortunately
1: please no yeah
0: fortunately (laughs) i think the you know people beat that trend back into submission and it'll hopefully never emerge again but the truth is is a lot of this branding stuff you guys have got addicted to doing and you're afraid to stop doing it fear and ego are kind of basically you know they're the same thing and you're fearful of doing it because you got no plan b you're feel fearful of doing it because you don't wanna possi- you don't want to admit, frankly, me being direct, that it never was going to work in the first place and your ego does not want you to admit that doing it in the first place was largely essentially an expression of more ego. In other words, you wanted to become an influencer, or again, that's just a big tent where all these things are going to live for the sake of our explanation here. You wanted to become an influencer, not for generating transactions, but because you wanted to appear successful. And there's Julie, and um, uh, Julie was listening to a podcast the other day. What was it was called a fake influencer. Scamfluencer. Scamfluencer, right? And talk about that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, this this has become sort Watch of out. a uh, let's identify what they were presenting themselves at as and then who they really are and that it's mostly fake. I mean, then there's all these different types of examples and it, it ranges anywhere from Ponzi schemes that we've heard about to, uh, you know, reality TV that isn't what it shows. Dude,
0: it's so much. It's crypto. It's um, a lot of these guys that were teaching betting strategies. A lot of these people that were teaching, oh my gosh, the... Home, You guys ask us why we're not teaching information on how to be a real estate investor to non-licensees. Well, I'll tell you why. That is the grossest industry we've ever studied in our entire lives. It's so full of absolutely straight up crooks. We want nothing to do with it. Julie and I were offered over the years at least two... TV shows on HGTV where we were supposed to be the experts teaching non-licensees how to flip houses. We yeah. said hell to the no. We went nothing to do with that Because industry. we do know
1: the ugly underbelly of that.
0: We do. And all this stuff, all this fakery stuff, it was essentially people being manipulated by their egos to buy things and do things that are not in their best interest. And their payoff was, essentially, they began to feel uh, famous. They were, people in their minds, they were getting this bucket filled of uh, being essentially uh, adulation and recognition. So I'm going to tell you guys a real, where, I'm, where am I going with all this? And we're, we're going to wrap up the show for today. I was on a clubhouse and I've told this story before, but it was really influential. Clubhouse
1: well, is an app where you, they call, know. you know, hopefully they do. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so the real, here, here's the question. If you had to choose today, yes, <laughs> so funny. Now the economy is changing I have a feeling I know how all of you would answer mm-hmm. regardless of age. But if you had to choose between being rich, And being famous, which would you choose? Which okay? So, what's rich? I'll give you our definition, and this is in our best-selling book, Harris Rules. Get it on Amazon, or you know. Oh, by the way, if you give us a five-star review on iTunes and include a pithy comment, come on, Julie, that was a good segue. That was a good wandering. Don't don't laugh. Don't laugh (laughs) at me. I'm working on my segues. Right? You will probably qualify. Uh, to receive an autographed copy of our best-selling book, Harris Rules. Our staff is deciding who's going to obviously win the contest. So far, I have to say, of the dozens that we've received in the past 30 days, I see no losers. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. So if you would give us a five-star review and a piffy comment, if you are, feel our podcast merits a five-star review and a piffy comment, please do consider giving us such. On iTunes, we'd certainly appreciate it. Then you get an autographed copy of our book, Harris Rules. I'll tell you guys something really funny. When Julie Julie and I have a publisher, it's not self-published. When we published the book originally, they allowed us to buy so many books at a discount. And even the discount wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. It was $8 a book. Listeners, that's how much we had to pay. So for these free books that we're giving you guys out, guess what we're getting on Amazon? Guess what we're paying retail?
1: I know. And we (laughs) tried. For our For our own book.
0: Yeah. That was but, uh, where was I I'm going there. with all this? I don't <laughs> and, anyway, so, so the moral of the story is if you have to decide between being rich mm. and being famous, it, what would you choose? Remember, rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Which are you going to choose? Well, generally speaking, when people are younger, they choose being famous. Now, you can't be both. Don't fool yourself in thinking you can be both. Julie and I live in a place in Puerto Rico called Dorado, and we're friends with some very well-known influencer types. And if I rattle off names, if you guys are at all paying attention to YouTube, you'll know exactly who they are. Very, maybe one or two of them are rich. The rest are basically spending every single cent that they get from the ads that run you know, accompanying their YouTube ads. Uh, YouTube channel, they're spending it all on basically getting more people to watch their videos so they can sell more ads, so they can spend more money getting more people to watch it. In other words, they want to brag about how many followers, how many likes, all this insanity, guys. These types of behaviors have become normalized in the real estate industry. And I'll tell you where it's manifested itself in the worst way and those of you who listen to this podcast every day, and those of you who watch the fake YouTube real estate coaches, you know what I'm talking about. Some of these uh, essentially marketers have gotten into the space of trying to sell you guys into believing that they're real, real, uh, essentially experienced uh, real estate coaches. Listen to them, compare them to us. You decide. I'll just leave it at that. But at the end of the day, you have to choose. Do you be? Are you going to be rich? Or are you going to be famous? You can't choose both. And here's the thing: many of you, when you're younger virtually everyone you know think about this kids like our daughter frankly and people all the way into maybe their early 30s without knowing it because no one's ever presented them with this uh, you know this quandary right rich or famous without knowing it, they all choose to be famous what about it in the human psyche needs this external recognition from the tribe you know to feel validated that's what all that social media crap is at the end of the day now there is a place for social media But it's not the leading edge of your business. Your business has to be proactively lead generation based and passively generation based if you choose for it to be at all. But again, over time, what you're going to decide is let's say you grow up a little bit, you grow a little bit older. You wish you would have made different decisions and then what happens is you grow older let's say you go from your 20s to your 30s let's say you have a family you have more expenses you will start regretting focusing so much on wanting to be famous you will absolutely and this is happening with millennials right now you're not going to be able to buy a house you're not going to have the financial independence you want you will have gotten all this attention from people and by the way the attention is fleeting as hell it's going to come and go in weeks and sometimes months And this is what you guys are paying for. This is what you're sacrificing your future for so you can get recognition from strangers who will forget your name in two weeks. This is the reality of all the things that you guys have been spending your money on. To believe that that's how you build a long-term sustainable business, to believe that's how you build wealth, for 99.9% of us, it's an act of futility. This is just the cold, hard reality. The way you build your business, the way you build any business is providing a superior level of service to other people. Elon Musk, he was talking about this on a podcast or something I read recently. He said uh, to become essentially financially free and financially free is where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. The easiest way to do it is create a product that a lot of people want to purchase that you make enough profit from that you can then essentially create independence for yourself. That's it simple it's simple mm-hmm. and guys so keep your head screwed on straight be careful who you listen to even a trans or transitory time like this so for those of you who are essentially again we talked about this before you know you're essentially in the ocean swimming in circles and you're not knowing what to do, the problem is eventually you're going to run out of energy. Energy is money. And then you're going to run out of confidence. And then you're going to ruin your future potential. Do what intuitively you know is the right thing to do. And if there is not a direct correlation between this effort and the result that I get, which is helping somebody and making money, and a a transitioning market like this, stop doing it. Just stop doing it. Put it on hold. Pause it. Put it on the back shelf. Maybe never do it again. But guys, you have to overcorrect to the side of being more conservative in a market like this financially, and you got to start leaning into skills.
1: Don't let yourself get your butt kicked before you make a decision. We did see that last go around. We have too many examples. We're not going to torture you with those. But the agents that survived that and made the changes are actually the ones who are in the most healthy position right now, but they learned the hard way. One of the reasons you listen to this podcast is so that you don't have to learn the hard way. You can learn from those who have gone before you, from our hair certified coaches, from us, from people who have been there and done that. So you don't have to live in fear of the unknown. You can say, you know what? If these people that have come before me are saying there's a market shift and I need to get my act together and get my skill set going, I'm not going to question that. I'm just going to do it.
0: That's right. That's the bottom line, guys. That's a cold, hard reality. And it's okay. Matter of fact, it's incredibly intelligent to admit you don't know what the hell to do. It's hard to do, especially after you've been successful and people see you as a influencer. And in I'm doing air quotes, mm-hmm. which, you know, you guys can probably hear. <laughs> yes. uh, but, you know, the reality of it is it's hard for you to say, well, now I need to adapt. And now I need to change because, you know, your ego is telling you to just toe the line stay swimming in circles for longer eventually the market's going to change eventually you're going to have enough influence that everyone's going to be at a path to your door intuitively if it were you know that's not true you know that that doesn't make any sense you know at the end of the day that you have to suck it up, Buttercup, and you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. In this marketplace, it's learning the skill set necessary to be of service to other people. You can do it. Here's your homework for today's podcast and every podcast, because it is the true, it is the best way for us to help you guys in this transitioning market. Join Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to four seven three seven two. Do that now while you're thinking about it. Don't wait. Join Premier Coaching. It's free, no strings attached for the first thirty days. You are going to get, again, when you guys log in and you see all the things you're getting in premier Coaching, you are going to be absolutely astonished. You love the podcast. You won't believe what you get in premier Coaching. And yes, it does include a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches. Text the word Premiere to 47372. Do that urgently. Do that right now. Do not wait. And guys, thank you for allowing Julie and I the honor of being your real estate coaches in this transitioning market. We're going to continue to leave it all on the field for you every single day. Thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Oh, Julie, did I tell you? What? We're number one in education in Tanzania. (laughs) All right. Shout out to Tanzania. You guys have a fantastic day.